Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, a show where we talk to experts who've taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have sailed around the world to those who've started thriving businesses and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. This is episode 32 with professional kiteboarder, paraglider, stuntman, and one of the most positive people on the planet, Damien Leroy. This episode was brought to you by Danner. Since 1932, Danner has been crafting high-quality, durable boots built to endure the harshest climates. I wore Danner boots hiking all over Yosemite, and they held up great and looked amazing. One of their best new styles is the Mountain 600. Danner partnered with Vibram to create a classically styled shoe with lightweight innovation and extreme durability. I also love the Mountain Light Cascade. It's the boot worn for the movie Wild, which documents Cheryl Strait's epic journey along the Pacific Crest Trail. Danner makes boots for the U.S. military, and since the 1930s, they've proudly made boots in the USA in their Oregon factory. They also have one of the best taglines ever, the original outsider. If you have a wild idea worth living and you need a good boot to do it in, check out Danner. You can find some of the best Danner styles, including the Mountain Light and the Mountain 600 at REI and REI.com. This episode was also brought to you by HDX Hydration Mix. Like you, I'm an active person. I love sports drinks, but many of them have a lot of weird stuff inside of them. That's why I like HDX Mix. Not only do they use stevia and natural sweeteners, but there's no caffeine, no junk, and it has all the electrolytes, vitamins, amino acids, and minerals to stay hydrated and going all day long, whether you're surfing, running, or even producing podcast episodes. There's only one flavor, it's berry, and it tastes amazing. Besides being low in sugar, it comes in a tiny pouch, not a plastic bottle. So all you have to do is add it to your own water and your own reusable bottle, minimizing your impact and not adding to plastic pollution. You can even stuff it in your pocket or in your wetsuit during long surf trips or run. It's super easy to carry. It's lightweight. It's the healthy, eco-friendly hydration drink. You can check them out at hdxmix.com. That's H as in happy, D as in delightful, X as in x-ray, mix.com. Damien Leroy, a.k.a. Damo, is a professional and world-renowned kiteboarder, paraglider, stuntman, and athlete. He spent most of his young life growing up in Vail, Colorado. His dad was in James Bond movies, and Damien raced professionally as a kid. At age 10, he moved with his brother and dad to Alaska, where they owned a fly-in fly fishing camp, and Damien taught people how to fly. Naturally, he also learned how to fly planes at a really young age. So aside from being a professional skier, a pilot, doing just about every sport out there, he went on to become one of the number one, if not the number one, kiteboarders in the world. He was even in the recent Baywatch movie. You can see him in the very opening scene with the rock carrying him to shore. A year ago, on July 11th of 2016, Damien was paragliding in Florida where he lives now, and his lines completely tangled up and he started to spin out of control. He had no choice but to cut his lines from over 150 feet in the air, and he free fell in a mangrove forest. It's an incredible story, but I'm going to let him tell it 
on the show, so I'm not going to give it away. But he is literally one of the most positive and hilarious guys I've ever met. We did this interview while I was at the Outfound series in Hood River last month, but we also caught up recently last week, and I'll share some updates about his story at the end of this show. This is a quick one, but it's really good. It's fast and uplifting. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Today we have on Damien Leroy, Lawal, Leroy, yeah. <laughs> on Wild sure. Ideas Worth Living in the lovely Hampton Inn. We're at the Outfound series in Hood River. It's been an awesome event. Damien, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is a perfect venue. You're so cool to just like jump on. We were just watching kiteboarding and, and the guys were fo- hydrofoiling out yep. front. Yeah. That sport's taken off, hasn't it? Yeah, it's just in the beginning stages too. I mean, Laird Hamilton, those guys, Dave Plama, they started it so many years ago and now it's uh, it's hitting every sport and it's just about to hit surfing in another level. So it's just uh, it's exciting. So you've had so many wild ideas, but I was told to just start with asking you about a famous crash. So this is a podcast, so people can't see while they're driving or running or however they're listening to this. So maybe you can just tell us what this crash was and what happened and just sort of set the scene for us. Sure. So um, I've been paragliding for about 12 years and, and uh I was I had an engine on my back, so it's called powered paragliding, and just went up for a flight. I actually was teaching a young kid to have his first flight, and so he was stoked. He had his first flight ever. This little kid was just out of his mind happy, and he's like, come on, Damien, go for a flight. And I was like, oh, I should take off and go home and work. And I was like, I'll go for a flight. So I, I put my engine on my back and launched a wing, just perfect conditions, and just was flying around. And I came out of a turn, and... um my wing stalled, which truthfully I, I haven't had, I've never stalled my wing, uh, on accident. I've done it on purpose just for training. And, um, I spun uncontrollably underneath it. Ooh. And so you, a lot goes through your brain right there. You, you know, you, you think all your options of what to do. And so I was over the ocean, I was about 300 feet up. So I decided, well, I got to try to untangle it, but I just kept spinning. So by that time, I probably had about 12 twists. So I was just spinning and I kept going. And so I knew I was going to go into the ocean, but the wind was onshore. So I ended up unclipping all my uh, harnesses just to make sure if I were to land in the water, I could just hop out maybe two feet from, from the water and make sure I'm not tangled in my lines. Now the wind turned me towards land, so I didn't want to hit anybody on the beach or hurt them with my my machine. So I stayed with it. And then I realized I was going to fly into a really bad debris pile that was, that was, uh, like, look like arsenal, just big sticks pointing at you. So wait, how high are you up in the air right now? So now I'm about 220 cause you're just slowly descending, but I'm going straight downwind. So my wing speed is probably 25 miles per hour and I have no control, but I'm under canopy. So you're fine. Cause the wing is flying, but I have no control. Holy cow. So wait, where are you? So I'm in Jupiter, Florida. Okay. And just right along the ocean there. Perfect day, perfect wind, um, super safe. And it just went into a little bit of a bad scenario. And so I had an option, either run into this debris pile or my other option would be to jump into the flats at maybe 80 feet and or jump a little bit higher probably over a hundred feet into some mangroves that were 40 feet off the ground. So I hung as low as I could from my machine and then I, I planted as perfect as I could and jumped over the road and landed perfectly in the, 
in the not so soft mangroves. So what happened to you? So I free fell um, and I blacked out for a real quick second and then I woke up on the ground and, you know, I had, I knew I had broken my leg. And so what had happened was I broke my femur, blew it to pieces, ruptured an artery in my leg, broke my back, my pelvis, my sacrum, three broken ribs, one of my ribs punctured my lung. And this is all 10 months ago and I'm doing everything right now. Perfect. Whoa, this was 10 months ago. Okay. This guy looks completely fine, healthy, like a Lululemon model (laughs) that I'm sitting next to. He's wearing a really cool Lululemon outfit for men. Um, Holy cow, it was yeah. only 10 months ago. Yeah. So, you I mean, recovered great. Truthfully, it was a miracle and I think I was I was given a second chance in life to share not necessarily the story, but just to inspire people and make sure they're chasing after their goals or dreams in life and I've always kind of been that way throughout my whole career, but now I know it's it's the reason. I have so many questions. That's <laughs> an incredible story. Yeah. And someone said it's on YouTube and yeah, you can see it. It was on Good Morning America, and also I kind of went worldwide because it was pretty viral as far as gnarly. So, how do we find this video? Just um, Google Damien. probably just Damien Leroy paragliding crash or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. What what's something? What's changed since then? Um, I, I would say honestly, my end of sort of I'm 35, and towards my I would say in my 30s, I started really. I was always very um, methodical about everything I did, and I would always try new things in our sport. And uh, I was, I think you start to risk reward. You start thinking about risk reward, and you put it all into perspective. And that's kind of what I share to the kids these days because they're like, okay, Damien, I'm going to jump over this pier. It's like, okay, well, you jump over the pier, you get a few likes on Instagram and a couple of videos, great. But you could hit it and your life changes in a moment. And, or you could maybe create a cause, get some friends, kite to the Bahamas, and all of a sudden you're going to get the same amount of likes for a good venture, but risk is less. Okay. So you come from a family where there's a lot of risk involved. You said your dad was, was in James Bond movies. Yeah. yeah. We grew up a ski family in Vail, Colorado. So we I was all I knew was ski racing, and um, my dad was a big pro skier. And then he went into kind of doing some movies. So he did some. He was kind of always a stunt man whenever they had the James Bond film. So, and now you're in Baywatch. Yeah, so it's we laugh about it now, but I was uh, lucky enough to have a little opportunity to do the opening scene of the new movie Baywatch. It just hit theaters. What are you doing in this opening scene? So it's it's we kind of laugh at it, but I'm getting rescued by Dwayne Johnson. So. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Did he really rescue yours? His stuntman rescued no, you? No, no, no. I worked with Dwayne, yeah, and a stuntman, but there was many scenes. So yeah. What was it like working on Baywatch? Uh, it's it's just so many people doing so many things. Um, everybody's really nice, and it's it's definitely a different world that I'm used to for sure, but. It's just really big. That's all I can say. Everything, the stunts, the the apparatuses, the cameras, the, everything is just bigger and so many people involved. This shows on having a wild idea worth living and your whole life has been wild ideas worth living. So you said you started skiing, but then mm-hmm. um, I remember reading in your bio, you moved to Alaska. Yeah, we had a fly fishing lodge in Alaska. Yeah. And how old were you? I started when I was 
well, I, we moved to Alaska when I was 10. My dad had the fly fishing business and then we built a lodge. And so I, I was morphed into a really early working childhood because we became guides at like 12. And when I was 14, we were like full on doing float trips down the river. And, and then I'd spend half my summers actually in Mount Hood, Oregon here training or skiing. And, um, yeah. So you had this amazing life of adventure. Mm -hmm. What, do you have any stories early on where you decided, you know, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life or? Yeah. So I would say, uh, when I was younger, all I knew I was going to do was skiing and that was my life and that's what I was good at. And that's what I believed was my direction. And then, um, you go through life and you have these moments while truthfully you life turns and, I had a motivation to go after a kiteboarding dream and just cause it was a new challenge. It was different. It was new. And, uh, I went full tilt and took that to every level possible. So wait, how did you go from skiing to kiteboarding? Did you move? Did you, it had to been geographical. Yeah. So I was, um, ski racing in, I think steamboat Springs at the time, or maybe Vail, Colorado. And I had a knee injury. I had a few knee injuries at the very beginning, but I had one that uh, was pretty solid. And I flew to Florida to kind of get away from it and, you know, rehab and get back. And And I met this kid, Eric Fote, and he was flying this kite. And he's like, here you go, buddy, try this. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Look at all this power. What year and I, is this? This is probably 98, 98, yeah. Okay, so you're like 17-ish. Exactly, like 17, 18. And I... Uh, I just was so intrigued by something so new and I never had been to the beaches and oceans. And so I just, I just cut it cold turkey, just boom, stopped skiing, moved to Florida and relocated and worked 20 different restaurant jobs and, and would train all day long on this new sport. And, and I think my dedication from skiing and working in Alaska just took it to a different level. So what does kiteboarding do for you? Wow. I mean, I, I was very lucky. I'm one of the lucky individuals in the sport that's had every door open because of it. And I think it was because I never really was after, of course, I, you know, I became world champion in it and I won multiple events and rebel key in the air and all sorts of different things. But truthfully, that was never my goal. It was more to test and to see what I had from the training that I've done. So it was always me testing myself. It was never, I want to win this. It was, I want to test my training and see how everybody else is out there. So how has kiteboarding kind of helped you accomplish your life goals, I guess? I would just say it's, um, it's put me into a perspective to like, uh, when you look at life, you can you can try things and, and open your doors and see things new and, or you can sit and let ever let other people do it and just kind of be super cautious. And I'm not saying you need to go be crazy, but it's a really good thing to be fresh and every day wake up and try something new and be fresh because your life becomes fulfilled with a lot of unique things. And if you enjoy that ride along the way, you're going to have such a positive life versus sitting and always worrying or wondering, or maybe I should try this, but I'll get to it maybe tomorrow. And you just keep pushing it off. I think it was so interesting. As you said, you worked a million restaurant jobs to pursue your dreams. Yeah. I mean, it's a sport that really doesn't get paid a lot. Is my impression of kiteboarding. I don't know if I'm wrong, but you know, what does it take to be a professional athlete in a sport that's not 
known for making a lot of money at being an athlete in that sport? Sure. That's a good question. I would just say for all the youth out there, you know, find your niche. But the most important thing is, is everybody out there thinks it a sponsor is I'm good at it. Sponsor me and I should be paid this. But in reality, you need to look at it. How can I help you sell more of your products? And what can I do for you? And I think if you look at it that way, you'll have a very successful sponsorship career because there's a lot of really good people out there and there's always going to be somebody better fast. So if you can come up with a way to really help the company and and maybe it's you're doing well at first, but maybe it's selling some product or going on the road or becoming a rep or, but if you, if you, if you're always working for them, it's a very easy way to, um, grow your career as any athlete. But you've worked other jobs as well, right? So waiting tables. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah, for sure. I just, I, but I've always been, I probably for sure have super high ADD and I'm always thinking about different things and new things to try and try something new. And that's just how I've always been. But I always believe, I think, I, truthfully, I think everybody in the entire world should always have a restaurant job at the very beginning of your life because you learn personal skills with people. And you also learn the proper way to um, tip and be respectful to people. And, and um, you learn a lot. And then I would always say just try every job because you learn so much in every experience you do. I still have so many more questions. You're a really good athlete. What do you do? Like, do you have any routines, ways you train, ways you eat? Yeah, I would just say, I mean, no question. I do yoga. I, I think stretching is is incredibly important to any athlete, and it gets overseen a lot because you try to build strength or you try to. Um, I, I just think stretching is so key. I used to try to get really strong lifting and lots of dry land, and it's very important. But it's if you get really limber, you can pull off things or if you're not necessarily maybe you're a runner and you you step wrong and you tweak something your body will actually be able to handle that tweak more than a, a muscle blowing out or you'll tear a muscle because you're very strong but you can't handle those little tweaks so i always say just try to really um do different routines all the time don't try to just be like i go to the gym i do you know chest and that's it and then i go to legs it's like do it, but change those routines, change everything. And then your body becomes one big, I mean, I, I would say like gymnastics, there's so many muscles being used there. You, you're so agile. So in Jupiter, Florida, do you do you train there pretty much the whole time? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we travel a lot around the world, so you're always training. So it's, that's always the hardest part is when you're traveling, but it's, you know, the best thing you can always do for anybody out there is just go for a run. Run is always a good thing to get your whole body moving. Um, and then lots of stretching, but yeah, in Jupiter, it's just lots of, um, I mean, I just do tons of sports and hanging out with Tiger Woods. Is yep, that what you do? Yep. <laughs> Recently we were, we were <laughs> popping some pills and hanging out in cars. God. And then he got caught. What did you do, Damien? <laughs> uh, it was his idea. Oh, well, way to go. Glad you didn't get caught. So you do travel a ton. You were just in the Bahamas. What are three things you have to travel with that no one really knows about? Um, chapstick because my lips always get burnt. Um, let's see, three things. What else? Uh, computer, obviously, just make sure you're in touch. But, um, and then I would just say, I like tennis shoes because then I I, I put my body to work, so I feel like tennis shoes are one important piece. Yeah, for sure. Do you read it at all, books? I do. I do. I um, 
when I get intrigued, I usually go online and actually watch and really engulf myself into something. So I feel like sometimes reading isn't as much for me as a priority as it used to be. I, I think it's an important thing, but I, I get engaged on, I want to see it. I want to visualize it. I want to, so I, I go steer more towards the research on the computer. So what are you kind of into right now? What are you watching, reading? Um, right now we're, um, there's this company out there, Lyft um, Foils and it's a jet foil. So it's a new and uh, little electric jet on a bottom of a hydrofoil. And that's kind of the next movement where you have a little hand controller and you can just get up and cruise anywhere you want to go around the world. So we've been doing a lot of Wait, what? Like on a kite board? No, no just nothing, a file. Just a board with a hydrofoil and it has a little engine in the bottom of it. Wow. So yeah. you can basically fly on it. So imagine, for those of you who don't know what a foil is, it's, can you describe it actually? Yeah, it's a, it's a hydrofoil. All it is is like an airplane wing underwater and it creates lift just like a plane. And you have a long uh, strut that goes up to your board and you stand on the board. So once a board is on the water, it has a lot of drag. When the, the we'll call it the airplane wing underneath, gets up to a certain amount of speed, it'll lift the board and lift you right off the water like a magic carpet. And the speeds can be endless. It's just like the America's Cup boats. They're on a hydrofoil. And it looks like flying. It looks so yeah, fun. Yeah, it's super calm and peaceful. It's cool. We should totally go do that tomorrow. Sure. There were some guys doing it today. What's your talk on tomorrow? Because this is going to be after the talk. Sure, is. yeah. Um, my talk tomorrow is on um, living, let's say living in the present. And then the most important one is living time with purpose. Can you just talk to me about the, that and why you believe that and maybe a story that helps help shape that? Sure. Yeah. Living living time with purpose is one that we, we maybe get distracted from. And that's, we don't know when our time is up and we take it for granted. And we all, it always takes a death or an accident or something to happen for us to realize how important time is. And we put things off like our dreams or what I really want to do in life or the business I want to start or whatever it may be. We always are hesitant because it's new and it's scary and it's different, but we need to make it happen now. And there is no better time than right now because we don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. So we, a lot of times we get lost in not living in the present. And I guess I want to just explain to people that we need to just always check and make sure we're in check and we're living in the moment because I guess one of the easiest things I can say is um, just ask yourself what's important in 20 years because we get stuck in, oh man, my boss this, I want to get this good grade in school and yet is it really going to matter in 20 years? That's great advice. What What's kind of most important to you right now? I would say just family and loved ones and, and, and having a direction in life that's uh, positive. I think when we leave this world, you can't leave with all the stuff that you have. So the only thing you can leave with is memories, experiences, and uh, whatever legacy you can live that'll help other people in their future from the beginning. So, Have you always been this grounded or did this happen after... I've always been this way, but I think um, my whole career has probably been that way. And that's why I've been pretty successful because I've always been, I've, I've never, I've always wanted to give back. I've always been in, inspired to help the youth and in a way that was, I just, I, it was always that way. And then when I had this accident, there's no question I was given a second chance. So 
I feel like now is my time to do as much as I can to make sure that if I can touch one person, that's plenty. I used to think I had to touch a thousand or I had to be at this huge event and do this big thing. I mean, we go every day and I promise you, if you work at, you know, the gas station and you feel like your job has nothing to offer, I can tell you that just your smile or your happiness to somebody can change their moment and can even change their day. So it it can be the smallest thing. Oh, that's so true. I agree. A smile goes a really long way. You know, you did talk about the youth and being 15. I I ask all my my guests on on the show this question, but... When you're 15, it's a pretty vulnerable time for men and women. If you could go back and tell your 15-year-old self one piece of advice, what would you tell him? I would just say try everything. And the most important one I would tell everybody is we're so worried about what people think. We're so worried about perception and am I good looking? Am I doing it right? Am I cool like that guy? Am I? Did I do the right thing? Does she like me? be yourself, like just be it. Because the truth is in life, people are going to like you for who you are. And we always get caught trying to be something we're not. And I am exactly that uh, many times in my life. And I think if you, if you just be who you are and you be a good person, if you want to be a good person, the, the world gravitates to you. So if I were to say that, that's what I would say. That's good advice. If someone wants to become a stuntman, Hollywood. How do they get into it? Um, that that um, I don't know. Maybe if you do a cool stunt and it's on YouTube, they'll they'll go after you. I don't know. Um, yeah. How how are you so recovered? Do you have any pain from your accident? Um, yeah, I have pain, but um, I feel like pain's a good thing. Your body's just telling you what what you need to work on, and 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 it's just protecting it. But um, no, I'm very super blessed you don't even know like to be where I'm at yeah I'm doing everything already I'm not 100% but I'm probably 70% for me 100% for most people for sure that's amazing who who are your mentors who do you look up to who's helped shape your career your path the most yeah I would say there's many people along the way but um my family I have the greatest parents alive my mom and dad they're just absolutely magical my brother is the older brother so he's he's the one that you you know, looked up to. So my family is, is, is truly amazing. But I would say as you go through life, there's certain people that, that you run into and they share something with you. And as long as you take little glimpses of things or you take little things that somebody has that you really like and you work towards just trying to acquire that from different people, you can mold yourself into a really good person. That's awesome. Last question. If you could fly maybe mm-hmm. even a, a kite all around the world and it could have one message to the world, what would that message be? Give to everybody. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Damien, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks to the Outfound series for introducing us. Hopefully this our talk tomorrow will be somewhere on YouTube. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. You, where can we find you? You can find me uh, in the Holiday Inn or wherever we are, Hampton Inn. <laughs> Hampton no, Inn. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Okay. Um, com is my website or Instagram at Leroy Demo. At Leroy Demo. He's being almost serious. This guy's a total jokester, so you'll get the lighter side of him. <laughs> at, at Demo Leroy? No, Leroy Demo. Leroy Demo. Leroy, Leroy, do you have a website too? Yep, com. Awesome. We'll have it all in the show notes. Thanks, Damien. Thank you so much.
What an incredible guy. A few updates on Damien. I pretty much had just met Damien a few minutes before doing this interview, but we ended up getting to drive together where he was giving his talk and I was introducing him at the Outfound series, and I had to ask him about his girlfriend. He just seemed super in love. He said she was actually his nurse and was really responsible for saving his life when he fell. It's a cool story. We'll have him back on to tell it in person. But Damien just wanted to give props out to all the healthcare givers and nurses out there. What you do is really hard, but you save lives. Damien is one of them. Damien went on to give his talk about positivity and bearing it all. In his talk, he also took off most of his clothes and it was very well received. I'll post some images and links to all the things Damien is working on, including his past talk, as well as that video of him free falling. It was all caught on tape. We'll put it on the show notes and on Instagram. Just check one or the other. For the show notes, just go to wildideasworthliving.com. Click play and the show notes page will open up. There'll be links to that video of him free falling for sure. It's just remarkable that that man survived and is thriving today. So another update on Damien, he did have his rod taken out, but he had a new one put back in. Right now he's recovering. He should be walking by next week. And we know just because he's so positive that he's going to make a full recovery and this new rod should support his femur and he should be back to good pretty soon. So Damien, we're rooting for you. Thank you again for listening to this show and thank you for subscribing to it. If you love this show, please write a review on iTunes and tell your friends. You can now also support the show through Amazon purchases. If you're already shopping on Amazon, it's super easy. Just go to the support us tab on the Wild Ideas Worth Living website, click on Amazon purchases, and now when you make a purchase, some of that goes to supporting our show, paying for editors, hosting, etc. It's at no cost to you. Thank you again for listening and subscribing to this show. Thanks for all of your amazing emails and letters. I love them all. And don't forget, Wherever you are, some of the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas. We'll see you next week. We've got a great guest coming on. You. 